Now we're going to talk something a little bit more technical. We're talking about the art and the skill of reading between the lines. This is an extremely, extremely important skill to develop when engaging with the Quran, especially, and also the Sunnah. Because Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala treats us like intelligent people. He treats us like intelligent people in expecting us to use our reason, in giving us these sorts of criteria, and also not spelling out absolutely everything out explicitly. There are certain things that he, I don't want to say hides in the text, that's a little too dramatic, but something less than hides, he implies them, okay? He implies them. And there's a few different ways in which that happens. Sometimes Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, he uses very specific words. So he uses certain word choice. And in that word choice, there are certain subtle meanings that are beautiful to reflect upon. Other times, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala uses a particular order of words, the syntax, and he has a message for us in the, in the word order that he uses. And then other times, and this is my favorite one, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, he responds to doubts that the reader is having or might have without actually naming the doubt whatsoever. He anticipates it and responds to it, but never says what it is. And I'm going to give examples of each of these three things. Okay, so we're talking about word choice. Okay, let's go to the beginning of Surah Al-Baqarah. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, he details three types of people. He details the believers and he defines who they are. Then he talks about the kufar, okay, the rejecters of truth, and then he talks about the hypocrites. So when he talks about the kufar, he says, He says the punishment for the kufar, the people who deny and reject faith, عذابٌ عظيم. He says, uh, we translate it as a great punishment. Okay, عذاب is punishment. عظيم is the word he uses to describe that punishment. Then he starts talking about the hypocrites. Until the end of it. And when he talks about what's going to be their end, he says, وَلَهُمْ عَذَابٌ أَلِيمٌ He uses a slightly different word. He says they're going to have عَذَابٌ A punishment. Alim. So we had the kufar are going to experience adabun alim, and the hypocrites are going to experience adabun alim. Does Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala just pick two random words? Or might there be a meaning behind the difference between these two words? And might the difference between these two words reflect something about the people that they apply to and describe? Our professor, one of my favorite professors in the Islamic University of Medina, his name was Muthanna Abdul Fattah from Jordan. He said that, and he you know, presented this to us in class. What's the word that Azim is, re is related to in the Arabic language is Azim, bones, okay? Bones are something that's very physical, something very corporal, okay? And this is applied to the Kufar. The word that Alim is tied to is Alam, okay? And Alam is a type of pain, but it's usually a hidden pain that you can't see. If you have a headache or you have some sort of uh, stomach ache or something like that, usually we use the word elem to describe it, okay? As opposed to something like jarh, which is like an injury, like a cut that's on the surface, right? So our professor Muthanna Abdul Fatah, he said that each of these two words corresponds to the group of people that they apply to. 
because Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala describes the punishment for the kufar as alim, as physical and corporal, because their denial is obvious and out in the open. Alim. Whereas the hypocrites, their denial is hidden and internal. And so the word he uses to describe their punishment, adabun alim, is also has connotations of hidden and internal. And Allah knows best. Well, this is presented by our professor, uh, Muthana Abdul Fatah, and he has won awards for his research in tafsir, mashallah, tabarakallah. I had him for two semesters in the university. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala doesn't do anything arbitrarily. He doesn't do anything just playing around. If there's a difference between two words, you best believe that there's a purpose behind that difference. Whether we can know it or not, that's a different thing. And, you know, there's a, we, we might get close to it or we might not. We don't have certain knowledge, but there's ayat and there's things to reflect upon that can make us more amazed with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and his book. So when you go to the English translation and you read, you know, it's a great punishment. This is the level of contemplation and inflection and implied meaning that is hidden from us when we're engaging in the Quran in a language other than what Allah uh, revealed it in.